Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We are starting a brand new series called Detox, called Detox, and here's why we're doing this series. Because how many of you know that we just came out of a crazy season of life? That we just got out of the most unprecedented for us. We've never experienced anything like this. We never saw it coming. But this season of life that was crazy and hard and challenging living through a global pandemic. And the truth is, this season has affected every single one of us in some way, shape, or form. That it's affected us in a lot of different ways, including spiritually. And so what we want to do in this series is to make sure that we're intentionally coming out of any spiritual slumps that maybe we have found ourselves in, because I don't know about you, but there's been times throughout the last six months where it felt like, man, I'm in a spiritual slump. And so what we're trying to do with this series is to intentionally get out of that. Let me put it this way. After the last six months, how many of you know that we probably need a little bit of a detox? A little bit of a detox. And so here is my definition of that. Here's kind of our working definition of what a detox is. It is the removal of unhealthy, toxic substances and impurities for a period of time in order to improve health. That's what we're going to be doing the next four weeks, the removal of unhealthy, toxic substances and impurities for a period of time. It's not intended to last forever, a period of time in order to improve health. In other words, a detox is simply taking some time to get the wrong things out and the right things in. And our theme verse is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, in the message paraphrase, where it says, let's make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us. Let's go through a detox, both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit in holy temples for the worship of God. How many of you know that, especially after the last six months, that the temple of God is not a building, that we are the temple of God? And it says that we're gonna, what we're gonna do is let's make sure our lives are fit in holy temples for the worship of God. Now, this series is designed to be very, very practical. In fact, my biggest prayer, and I prayed it this morning, is that I prayed, God, would you help this series? What we do on Sundays, will, we, will you help it affect our Mondays? So if you're like, I love practical stuff, I'm all about the whole like, okay, inspire me stuff, but will you just help me know how to live my life tomorrow? Then you'll love this series because this series is intended to be very practical, very, very practical because every single week in this series, here's gonna be the rhythm, here's gonna be the flow. We will go through a practical detox of some kind. So on Sunday, we will talk about a specific topic And then over the next six days, we're going to practically detox from that thing together as a church. I'll tell you more about that in just a little bit. But today, if you're taking notes, and I hope you are, we're going to be talking about what it means to experience and to go through a mental detox. A mental detox up here, our mind, our thoughts, a mental detox detox. So let's pray. Let's invite God to do whatever he wants to do. God, we are so thankful for today. 
We're so grateful to be together. We're so thankful that the gift of technology that's joining us all together in different rooms and different homes. And, but God, we did not come here to play church. We came here to experience you. So would you speak to us today? We open up our minds today for you to speak into what it will look like for us to go through a mental detox. In Jesus' name that we pray, and everybody said. So how many of you, just by show of hands, uh, online, um, in our overflow right here in the room, how many of you by show of hands have ever heard the expression, it's the thought that counts? How many of you have ever heard that expression? It's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. It's an expression that's often used when someone gives you something but you don't actually want it, but bless their heart, like they have great intentions whenever they did it. It's kind of like if somebody were to come and just surprise you with some Grater's ice cream. And it's so amazing. The, the best chocolate chips in the world are in this, the black raspberry chocolate chip. I mean, they do it right. They bring you this out of nowhere, but you happen to be lactose intolerant and you don't have your pill on you. And it's like... It's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Or it's also used when, when somebody wants to do something for you, like maybe something special, but for some reason outside of their control, they're not able to do that thing. So maybe you're in, that, you're in a relationship, you have that special someone, and you're celebrating a big anniversary. And so they make a decision, I'm going to plan this awesome picnic. It's going to be so romantic, and it's going to be such a special memory. And then you get to that day, and it's pouring down rain. And you just sit there and throw your hands up, and it's the thought that counts. Now, my wife and I, we have two little boys, call them two little consequences of passion. And um, we'll throw them up on the screen. So those are our two little boys. Love them so much. So there we have Jordan, who's nine just started third grade, and then we have uh, our, our, our little guy, you can pray for him. Uh, his name is Caleb, and he's six, and he's kindergarten. They're awesome kids, and I'm so thankful for our boys, uh, but these guys, for like a while now, have been begging and just asking over and over again to ride on an airplane. So they'll be like, Dad, please, can we please ride on an airplane? Now, they don't care where we go. They don't care if we go on a vacation. They just want to ride on an airplane. So they're like, please, Dad, come on. Can we go on an airplane? And so we being amazing parents, listening to our children, we just made a decision. And so we promised them at the start of this year, <laughs> 2020, boys, will be the year that you ride on a plane. <laughs> Promise them. Confidently in January, boys, you're gonna ride on a plane this year. And then coronavirus happened, and uh, you know those plans haven't really gone too well, and so like good parents that Heather and I are, uh, we, 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 we completely ignored the topic. I mean, we just avoided it like the plague, like, dear God, please wipe that from their memory. Have them not ask us. But a couple of weeks ago, well, hey, Dad. I'm like, oh, man. And they asked. We got busted, and we had to kind of break the news to them that it probably wasn't going to happen to this year. But... It's the thought that counts, um, and the truth is, 
is that cover to cover in God's word, from Genesis to Revelation, you'll see constantly that same exact message, that our thoughts really do count, that our thoughts count a whole lot. In fact, I I saw a study this week that says scientists believe that we think between 12 to 60,000 thoughts per day, and they matter more than you could possibly imagine. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, God's word says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as he or she thinks in his or her heart, so is he or she. In other words, what we think determines how we live. It really does. That what we think, it determines how we live. That there's this direct connection between what we think and how we live our lives. And listen to how this is played out in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind, it will take you somewhere. It leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind, that will take you somewhere too. It will lead you to life and peace. In other words, that your, your thoughts will always lead you somewhere because what we think determines how we live. And by the way, science agrees with this. Scientists have discovered that every time you and I, we think a thought, it creates a path in our brains. They call it, the, the scientific term is neuropathway. So every time we think a thought, it creates what is known as a neuropathway inside of our brain. And they've also discovered, we'll put this on the screen, that the more we think that thought, the stronger it gets, the easier it is to think it again, and the harder it is to think a different thought. It's like when we think a thought, it creates a rut in our brain. And the more we think about it, the deeper the rut gets. And the more we think about it, the easier it is to stay in that rut and the harder it is to get out of that rut, that line of thinking. So with all that being said, I'm convinced with all my heart, both biblically and scientifically, that our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. I do, I believe that. I believe that what we think, it determines how we live and that the, our greatest neuropathways that we're thinking, that our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And I want you to think about that for just a second. Imagine with me that that is true. So if that is true, here's my question to you. If it is true that our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, do you like the direction that your life is headed? Because I don't know about you, But over the last six months, I think it's been so easy to think about the wrong things. In fact, my lowest spots over the last six months during this crazy season where we're going through something that you and I have never experienced, my lowest spots over the last six months wasn't when something was closed, wasn't when I wasn't able to go do something that I love to do. When I got in the lowest spots, it's when I got in a bad spot mentally. 
It's when I started thinking things that I shouldn't be thinking. That's when I struggled the most, is when I got in a bad spot mentally and got in one of those ruts of toxic thinking. And so maybe in this crazy season, there's been times where you have gotten stuck in one of these ruts of toxic thinking. Like maybe you've just constantly been negative and just having negative thoughts and being negative about everything and everybody and just negative, negative, negative. Maybe it's just assuming the worst in every single situation and you're never believing the best. It's like your mind instantly keeps going to the worst case scenarios. Maybe it's being overly critical and you're tearing everything apart. All you're seeing is the bad and thinking about the bad, never the good and just picking things apart and people apart and and everything that that you're a part of apart. Maybe there's been times where you've just been consumed with worry over the last six months because of everything that's happening. Maybe that worry has even morphed into paralyzing fear where it's felt like every time you turn on the news or open social media, it's like you get overwhelmed with fear and worry and it's even morphed into even serious things like anxiety and moments where it's like maybe even depression. There's been times where things like that has happened or maybe there's been times where you just find yourself constantly discontent. Like you're never satisfied with where you're at or with what you're experiencing. You're always wishing you had a better job, a better car, a better house, better family, a better spouse, better kids, better friends, maybe a better body, maybe a better financial situation, better church. No, that would never be the case. (laughs) But maybe when you get in these moments where you're incredibly discontent, it's so hard for you to enjoy where you're at because you're constantly thinking about where you're not at. And if that's you, if that's where you found yourself in maybe some of those those times, of, if, if that's the stuff that you've been thinking, I get it. I get it. I've been there over the last six months. There's been times. And don't you for one second hear condemnation out of here because that's not what this church is about. And by the way, that's not what God is about. In Romans 8.1, it says, there is no condemnation for those who are found in Christ Jesus. But I will unapologetically, as a pastor, point you to God's word and say, forget about condemnation, but I unapologetically will ask you to lean into conviction. Because there's gonna be some times where God's gonna convict you. And there's gonna be times where that is good. And so I love you enough to say, if that's where you've been, or maybe that's where you are right now in your mind and in your thinking, it is toxic and it will affect your life. What you think determines how you live, which means, write this down, you will never change your life until you change the way you think. That's why it's so important. Because we can try to change all these different things, but we have to change how we think to change our lives. And the good news is, is that this book says this is actually possible. That in this book, in God's word, which we believe is truth, which is alive and active, it says that you and I can change the way we think. And then scientifically, Scientists have discovered that it is possible for you to change the way you think, those neuropathways, and they call that neuroplasticity, which means the brain has the power to change. So my question is, how? 
How do you do that? Because that's fine. I can get hype and I can get understand the principle and thank you for teaching that to me. But how do I do that right now? Because I need it. And in Romans chapter 12, verse one, God's word says this. It says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. You're gonna have to do things differently than what you're seeing on the news. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform. And I underline that word because I want you to know, I'm gonna go Greek on you right now, okay? I studied it in college, believe it or not. I hardly ever say it because I, 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 I'm from Middle Tennessee. Sometimes I stumble on those Greek words, but I want you to hear this because I underlined that because it is the Greek word metamorpho. Yeah, metamorpho. It's where we get the English word metamorphosis. It describes, get this, a change from within. And so it's inside out change, not outside in change. And this verse says, let God transform you. Let you experience a metamorphosis. You into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And here's what I love so much about this verse, that this is not me changing me. Look at it. This is not me changing me. This is God changing me. This is God changing me. And the truth of the gospel is that you can't change yourself. If you could, you would have, but you can't. So you can't. You and I, we cannot change ourselves. We cannot, with willpower, change certain areas of our lives. And the truth of the gospel is that you cannot change yourself, but God has the power to do what you and I could never do and change us from the inside out. And so I just wanna encourage you with this today, church, whether you're watching online, whether you're here at Memorial Hall, I just wanna encourage you from the bottom of my heart, give your life to God. Give your life to God. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never made a decision to give him your life. Maybe you have in one point, but then you took it back. And here's why. I believe with all my heart is that if you give him your life, he can do more with it than you can. I believe that with all my heart. And what I love about God is that he just doesn't help me become a better version of me. It's not like just me, the best version of me. That's not what it says. It says, like this verse says, he'll transform me, metamorpho, into a brand new person. Here's what we gotta understand in this series, is that apart from God, everything we talk about today and the next few weeks is just behavior modification. Everything. So everything that we share, which we practically will walk out, it needs to be under the umbrella that we are desperate for God. And when that happens, he can do some crazy inside out change, but we have to let him. Look at this verse. I saw this today. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. And I never understood the emphasis of this until the past like 24 hours but let God. There is this process where we have to let him, but let God. See, God is a gentleman. He is, he will never force himself on you. 
He will patiently wait until you give him permission. The Bible says that he knocks on the door of our heart. And the truth is, for some of you, he's been knocking on the door for a while. But the thing is, he's so patient and he'll keep knocking, but what he will never do is knock down that door. But it says we have to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So I'm asking you for the next six days to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think by joining me in a six-day mental detox. I'm not asking for a year. I'm not asking for a month. I'm asking for six days for you to say, I'm in, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, for you to say, okay, I'm all in. For six days, I can do that. I can go on this. And if you do, I believe that you will even start to see changes in your life in six short days by doing two things specifically every single day, the next six days, two things. That's all I'm gonna ask you to do, two things. And the first is this, seek God first. Seek God first. I want you to notice that I just didn't say, I want you to seek God for the next six days. I want you to seek God first. Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom, God's kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. When I read that, when I think about that verse, I think about like buttoning a shirt. It's like when you stop, when you start the, the top, it all just lines up after that. Seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness. And this is all about priority. This is a principle of priority. And this is why priority is so important because what isn't a priority, I promise you, will eventually become optional. What is, something, what is not a priority at some point will end up becoming optional. And so this seek God first is all about making him a priority in your life. See, I've learned that God just doesn't wanna be on your list. He wants to be first on your list. Because order matters. Order matters. And I challenge you for the next six days to seek God first. That before you start your day, before you go to work, before you go to school, before you have a meeting, before you spend time with another person, before you get the kids ready to school, before you go work out, but not before you have coffee, but before you do anything except coffee. Start your day by spending time with God. I just encourage you to do that. Maybe you already have a principle in your life and you already spend time every day with God, but I challenge you for the next six days to reorder some things in your life and seek him first. Just see, and watch how it affects the rest of your day. Just watch how it affects the rest of your day. And it doesn't have to be a long time. So you're like, so do I have to get up like three hours before I normally do something? That's not what I'm asking. In fact, I'm asking, can you give 15 minutes? That what we're asking is for the first 15. That's what we're asking, the first 15. And what we're gonna say is that for the first 15 minutes, take five minutes of worship, five minutes of Bible, and five minutes of prayer. Even if you spend more time later, just take 15 minutes before you go somewhere and spend five minutes of worship, five minutes of Bible, and five minutes of prayer. 
And we want to help you with this because maybe you're like, I have never, this seems so intimidating to me. I've never done that. Like, where do I start? I mean, like, I have a Bible, but it intimidates me like crazy because I don't know where to start and what do I read? What do I don't read? And I've tried before and I haven't done well. And so maybe you're like, man, I've tried this before and I just haven't done well. We want to help. We want to have your back. And if you don't know where to start, we want to help you. So every morning, the next six days, we're going to post a first 15 plan on social media. So if you're not following us on social media, find us at Queen City People. And every single morning, we're going to post something that has a worship song for you to go find and listen to. And then a chapter or a few verses of the Bible to read or to read a couple times. And then some prayer points for you to pray through this. And by the way, let me just put this very clearly. This is not about checking off some spiritual boxes. This is not about you having this to-do list for God that now you have to do the next six days. Let me make this perfectly clear. This is about spending time with God. This is about spending time with a person. And I promise you, you don't have any relationship that's close in in your life without spending time with them. And what we desire as a church is for every single person to have a close, intimate, daily, consistent relationship with God. Not religion, not this legalistic checklist of do's and don'ts. We want people to have a relationship with God. So when we say, hey, spend some time singing one song, in your thing and spend five minutes of worship. Here's what that is. You are lifting God above everything else in your life. And you're saying, God, I set my attention on you. I put you at the place where you deserve, right at the top. And then when you spend time reading those verses, it's not just you're reading a book. God is speaking to you. And then just like a good relationship, communication's two ways. And so then you're gonna take some time talking to him in this gift that we have called prayer. And I'm encouraging you for just six days, do that. Join us, go all in, and just see what God does. So on this mental detox, I'm asking you for six days to seek God first, and then number two, say daily declarations. Say daily declarations. And I learned this a few years ago from another pastor, and I promise you, it has changed my life. Talk about creating new neuropathways This has helped me so much because there's so much power in saying daily declarations. And maybe you're like, what in the world is this? So I have, I use this list of declarations that are true to God's word. And that's really important. They're true to who God says I am. And we're gonna share these on our website. So every day you can go to our website and there's gonna be a banner right at the top that says daily declarations, or you can go at any time to queencitypeople.com slash declarations, and you can find my list. And I encourage you to make it your list over the next six days. If my bullet fits your gun, shoot it. And so make it your list. But here's what I challenge you to do. Read it out loud. Don't just read it. Don't just in your own mind, read through, go through this list. But let your ears hear your words. Speak this over yourself. And it may not feel true at first, but keep saying it over and over and over again until they become true. And I'm telling you, any time that I've struggled in my thoughts, which I have like crazy, because when I've struggled, when I'm thinking that I'm not good enough, and there's been times in the last six months where I've wrestled with that, 
where I felt like I'm not good enough in so many different ways, that I'm not a good enough father, that I, I can't do this homeschool thing. Like, how am I gonna do this? And there's been times where I felt like I'm not a good enough husband to my wife. There's been times where I felt like I'm not a good enough pastor or a leader. Like, nobody taught me how to lead a church through what's happening over the past six months. And there's been times where I felt and just struggled with not feeling like I'm good enough. There's times where I battled insecurity and fear and there's been times where I've been overly negative and critical and I've struggled with doubt. There's been times where I, I, you know, I, I've, just, I've just worried about things and saying these daily declarations out loud has helped me so much. So here's what I do. I'll go through and I'll spend time with God. And a lot of times I'll end it by saying these daily declarations and I'll say them out loud and I speak them over myself and I give you permission over the next six days. If you got your own, great. But if you don't, use mine for the next six days because they're good. Not because they're my words, because they're true to this. And so I'm asking you for the next six days to do this. And this is what I do. These are mine. Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify him. My identity and my security is found in God and God alone. My identity is not found in what I do. My identity is found in who God says I am. I love my wife and I will lay down my life to serve her. I commit to giving those closest to me the best of me, not the worst of me. My children will love God and serve him with their whole hearts. I will nurture, equip, train, and empower them to do more for his kingdom than they can imagine. I am disciplined. Jesus in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. I'm growing closer to Jesus every day. Because of Jesus, my family is closer. My body is stronger. My faith is deeper. My leadership is sharper. My thoughts, emotions, and actions are under the power of Jesus. I take every thought captive and make them obedient to Jesus. I will honor God today by lining up my thoughts, emotions, and actions to truth, not lies. I will not live my life in fear because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I am creative, innovative, driven, focused, and blessed beyond measure because the Holy Spirit dwells within me. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me, which means I have access to power beyond me. I love people and believe the best about others. I'm anointed, empowered, equipped, and called to make a difference in the lives of other people. God has given me everything I need to do what he has called me to do. I wake up with purpose, direction, and meaning every day of my life. I was created by God on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose. Pain is my friend. I do not run away from hard things because hard does not always mean bad. This is when I get stronger. I rejoice in suffering because Jesus suffered for me. I bring my best and then some. It's what I bring after I do my best that makes the difference. 
I will have no regrets when my head hits the pillow tonight. I am a finisher. I finish what I start. I never give up. I never quit. The world will be different and better because I served Jesus today. I will live today on mission. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, we take every thought captive. And I love that language. It's aggressive. It's on the offense. It's not the defense. It says we will take every single thought captive and make it obedient to truth, make it obedient to Jesus. We're gonna take every single thought captive, even if when we have negative thoughts, no, we're gonna take them captive and we're gonna put them under the umbrella of truth and of Jesus. And these two very practical things that I shared today are the best ways that I know how to do that, to seek God first, right off the bat, to seek him first, put him first, let it affect the rest of your day, Spend time with him first and then say daily declarations every single day. And I'm asking our church to do that for six days, to go on this mental detox. And if you do, I believe that even in six short days, it can change your thoughts, which will change your life. Because what we think determines how we live and we will never change our lives until we change how we think. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes and, and just ask God right now, what does my response need to be to this message? Just ask him, what are you saying to me? What are you speaking to me right now? And maybe you're here and you're hearing about this six day mental detox and you're like, hey, I'm in. I know without a shadow of a doubt, that's what I need. I've gotten to a place where I haven't been the healthiest that I've ever been mentally over the last six months and I need this as a reset. I need this detox. If that's you, will you just throw your hand up in the air and just say, that's me. I've already decided I'm in. You can count on me. Game on, let's do this thing. I'm in, cool, thank you, thank you, thank you. Put your hands down but maybe you're here and God's still speaking something else to you. Remember what I said earlier, all this stuff apart from God, apart from Jesus is just behavior modification. And so maybe you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never made the decision to give him your life, to follow him. You've never experienced grace, but maybe you have in the past but you've went off and you've done your own thing and you've taken it back and you've taken your life back and now you feel far from God and maybe you are just in a desperate need today of a fresh start. And we wanna give you that opportunity today. We're not gonna point you out, make you come forward. We're not gonna embarrass you in any way. All I'm gonna do is in a second, I'm gonna count to three and if you wanna make that decision, we just wanna ask that you raise your hand and say, that's the decision. I'm making a commitment today before God. This is my decision. I want to give my life to God, whether it's for the first time or whether it's all over again. And I wanna pray for you. So if you wanna be included in that prayer, if you're in a room here at Memorial Hall or if you're watching online, a box is gonna pop up and it says, today I raise my hand, I say yes to Jesus. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to just say, that's me. One, two, three, just raise your hand and say, that's me, that's me, I got you, I got you. It's awesome, I got you. That's it, I got you, I got you. It's awesome, proud of you, proud of you. And you can put your hands down. And I just wanna ask that you simply just pray this in your heart. 
to say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. And I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me and change me? Will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. Tell him that. Say, I give you my life. I give you my life. And today, I choose to follow you. And God, I pray for everybody that just raised their hand and said, today I say yes to Jesus, but also pray for those that said, I'm in on this mental detox. I pray that you give us conviction. Help us to finish. Help us to prioritize. Help us to not get down in condemnation if we mess up a day. But God, help us to do that. And would you do what only you could do over the next six days in our church, in our thoughts? We thank you for Jesus. And it's through Jesus we pray. And everybody said, amen. Come on, can we clap our hands and celebrate? Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People. 